Shive Morse, and this is this weekend car audio. Tune in, tune in, tune in, this weekend car audio. Tune in, tune in, we'll be talking about bass, talking about chips, talking about rings. You ain't got them, zip your lip. You got a problem, you ever found, check your grounds. The show about to start, start. Tune in, tune in, tune in, tune in. Welcome to This Week in Car Audio with your host, the judge, Doug Stockton, and co-host, the internet and movie star, Jeffrey Fernandez. <laughs> What's going on, Jeff? Uh, nothing much, nothing much. Another Monday. All right. I got a couple <laughs> more to share, too, and I'm almost done. Uh, no show this last weekend? Nothing coming up? Where you at? Uh, no, nothing. No, no show this weekend. Okay. Coming up pretty soon, though. Coming up pretty soon. Me too. <laughs> I'm going to take this week off. They're doing the, uh, I have shared it now to all the groups. Oops. And I here I am. I'm the one without the volume. Philip Harper's watching. Haven't seen that name on here yet. Uh, our guest this week, Arthur Shaker Turgeon. What's up, you turd? I mean, Turgeon? Oh, no. <laughs> it's so Shaker. easy. Shaker, <laughs> as you know. How's it going, Shaker? It's great, man. How are you guys doing tonight? All right. I um, My post was removed. Oh, no. Oh, you know what? It always gets removed because I don't have the uh, other information on there. That's fine. I'll, I'll go back and fix it later on. Um, anyway, uh, so, Shaker, uh, let's see. You were the... Um, uh, Five-time world record holder. In this is only DB drag stuff because that's the stats I can pull up. Always gets removed because. Uh oh, was that me? That was me. That was me. <laughs> <laughs> um, five-time world record holder and three-time world champion. Um, yeah. would you mind telling us uh, about your uh, championships real quick? Yeah, we got to play early. Uh, very lucky to sponsor by Rockway. We started in the, the mid '90s. We started setting up world records in '97, '98. Started with USAC with the legal world record with flash dance and started up in uh, DB Drag and we just started making all kinds of noise 97, 98, 99. We set all the world records then for all three organizations. I think in, uh, in 98, we we're the first and only image to ever break the 170 decimal record playing bass uh, <laughs> on the DB Drag Term Lab. You know, back said amateur in the amateur five to 10,000 watt class. Still have that record and don't could ever take it away because they took those image classes away from us. So um, always feel proud to uh, be able to keep that one record as far as uh, all the records that are thrown around with the sport. Ah, Moses is saying it's a black screen. Let me check on my YouTube page just to make sure. Um, uh, hey, so um, how about just starting off by telling us uh, what got you into car audio? Who was it? Your uncle? Um your dad, what, what got you in the car audio and how, how did you get started? Yeah, I always just like to have, you know, loud, loud, fast little cars. And my first car had four six by nines in the back. And <laughs> I had a little place called Kelly Stereo in Laconia, thinking I was some kind of badass. And they laughed at me and introduced me to Rockford Fosgate. And I got my first uh, Series 1 12s with uh, wow. two, punch, two punch 45s. Mm -hmm. running them and i got rockford audiophile fronts and i had uh a punch 60 uh running those so i started off with the early punch equipment and that was the beginning of it fell in love yep oh so that's uh so it was nobody in particular it was just uh you know a little bit of love for you from your um uh, so you just heard a stereo system and like, dude, I got to have one of those or. Yeah, I think I think I drove by a car stereo store one day and there was a kid out there doing a demo. He had eight Celestrian 18s in the back of it and it just moved things. And I never seen or heard anything like that. And I said, you know what? That looks like it'd be a lot of fun. And I jumped in 
both about and went for it all and started having fun with it and I never looked back. So when I was 15, um, similar story, right? So there's a car stereo shop called uh, Nevada Auto Sound, and that's in Reno. And um, I was starting to get into, I was like, man, bass is cool. I was doing a lot of bad stuff at that time. I, I may have commandeered some things out of other people's vehicles oh, no. and uh, <laughs> may have got me started into the bass thing. Um, that's why I will tell you every time I've ever had stuff stolen from me, I don't, I can't complain about it or nothing. Cause you know, um, karma's a bitch and gets back to you sometimes, you know, well, I've had stuff stolen from me before. Trust me. Yeah. It's not a good feeling. No. So, um, I may have commandeered a thing or two in my, in my past life. Uh, so I was going to a, I went to Nevada auto sound. And uh, there's this uh, red mini truck, a red Dots, uh, Datsun uh, B2000 with a camper shell on it out in front. And all of a sudden I hear, like a prayer starts going, right? Just the intro, <laughs> like a prayer. And then I hear Madonna with her going. And then as soon as the first note drops, bam, I was like, poof, dude, I got to be part of that. And that was really what hooked me on having, I mean, it made me feel like my chest just went Gah! and now you know nowadays i you know looking back through the eyes of a 15 16 year old kid man i thought that was super loud it might have only been 135 or something back then right because it was it was 615 mm godfathers on a single zeus uh 1000 watt amp nice so um but yeah that that was that was really my um dude I got to be part of that world. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then once I walked my foot into a car stereo store, uh -huh. which really hooked me because it's one thing to see it like, it, it, you know, Best Buy, but it's another thing to get to a place that has the good equipment, knows how to install it, and can keep you coming back for more and more and more. That's the, that was the, uh, you know, the next part of it. You know, get yep. a good shop. And uh, we started out with a little place called Kelly's, and then I ended up with a, a great shop called Custom Auto Radio in Saugus, Massachusetts. And we had the famous Dan Burke who owned it and uh, Hollywood Jamie Perkins, who was my installer. And uh, Jamie was amazing. He uh, he did sound quality for a long time, uh, built a top three uh, SU car for Iaska. And I met him at a show and turned him on to come in and build a shaker. And <laughs> rest of the limit, he built, he built the most incredible truck I've ever had in my life. Okay. Uh, just going to get over a couple of these people, uh, Philip Harper, uh, Steve Fonte, Eric Reed, uh, Tyson Garvin. We have Freddie you know. Montoya, uh, <laughs> Tiffany Whitaker-Paris, Woody McDonald, Moses Alejandre, uh, SQ Sounds. So SQ Sounds and Tiffany Whitaker-Paris, uh, uh, they are from Barbados, and they watch this thing quite often. So um, they're friends of the show. Uh, speaking of friends of the show, before we get going, um, if you guys don't know, uh, check out, uh, you know, if you guys are praying type folk, Rob Culler, uh, he is not doing well at the moment. Uh, he's definitely a friend of the show, been on here multiple times. Uh, he's helped out, um, numerous times with different little things. Uh, as far as the, uh, term lab is gone, as far as this show's gone, we, uh, definitely a good friend of ours, him and his wife, Heather. Um, but uh, keep him in your prayers. Uh, he went to the hospital uh, yesterday, and uh, it was not looking good. Uh, the last update I saw was it's looking better, but still not mm -hmm. great. Right. So um, please keep him in your prayers. If you guys uh, know who he is or whatever, um, you know, hey, get better, buddy. Uh, you know, I know he wants to be at the Triple Fest this weekend. It's going to yeah. make it tough on him. I don't think his wife's going to let him go. So. Or the doctors. Yeah, or the doctors. <laughs> hey, so, uh, Shaker, why don't you tell us about that picture right behind you a little bit first? Oh. Uh, well, I had, to, I had to bring her up, Miss Miss Alma Gates. Uh -huh. So anybody who knows old school knows that this woman needs to be uh, recognized. Um, mm -hmm. She she truly uh, opened the eyes of a lot of people and uh, brought uh, Tyra Audio to a different level, uh, and she was probably – Probably the best spokesperson the industry has ever seen. Um, there are a few people who didn't like her because no one likes to be on 
to be able to talk, and talk right? But mm-hmm. um, she truly um, was one of the most amazing people. Um, she would talk to you. She would help you. Um, her team would help you. Her team, uh, when they had uh, Rick Jones on there, and uh, they just they helped everybody. They're just amazing people, and uh, I'll forever be grateful for Elmer and, uh, and bringing the uh, the light to SBL because she showed up to put a stopper on Mr. Mark Bakuda. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, well, yeah. unfortunately, Tim Maynard, who also showed up to take the new reins from uh, Mr. Fakuda and the Rockford reins of having the top SBL vehicle, um, also got his, his panties all in a ruffle because she stomped him into the ground, too. And they, the Terminator at the time, mm-hmm. and God, that was a, that was a <clears throat> that was an eye opener that no one ever saw coming. No, that that's uh very cool. Um, mm-hmm. so, what did you compete against Alma? Or uh, you can tell your no, you can tell your Northeast because it's Almer, you know. Alma, so, yeah. <laughs> not Alma. <laughs> we don't pronounce the A's. We had them as R's, you know, back in that Northeast <laughs> area. But uh, so anyway. I fortunately did not compete against her personally because okay. she was always in a higher class than me. Okay. Uh, but, but you guys were both extreme, right? Yeah, I was usually yeah. extreme. Uh, most of the years I competed, I competed in the extreme five to ten thousand watt class. Ah, okay. Because my Rockford amps were a lot smaller than most of these guys, and I was only <laughs> using. Well, I my first world record was uh, extreme uh, amateur uh, twelve plus woofers. Then we did four, then two, then I did extreme four. So we had built different boxes that actually won, but most of the time with Rockford power. Um, the amplifiers were a lot smaller than most of the other equipment out there. Mm-hmm. And so we were using efficient equipment and finding good ways to be able to apply it to our application and make it really loud. Okay. So what was your um, – so you were using Rockford amps. What were you using for subs? and Rockford, too. Yep. Oh, it was all Rockford? Rockford all the way down the line okay. until 2004 where we switched over um, and we took Rockford out of it where Team RF broke up. Okay. And we ended up swinging over to um, Chris Dragon and the JBL equipment. Yeah, the JBLs. Those were the uh, big amps that they had, right? JBL crowns. Yes, yeah, the crowns. The crowns. Yeah. Yeah. That was the first 20,000, I believe, was the crown. Yeah, wow. yeah there were surfboards. I think the ones we got were 8,000. Okay. The very first ones they came Might out have been with. Ten thousand when I first saw. Maybe them. they were ten thousand. Yeah. Yeah. We got the very first ones, and we had two eighteens in it back then. Steve Cook, wow, oh, yeah. that's set up. We took it to to, to Audio X, and uh, oh, Alabama. Yep. I drove it all the way in, on my flatbed out to Alabama. Steve took it all apart, and we rebuilt the whole truck with the two eighteens and the four uh, JBL crowns. And we wow. took it to uh, Steel Valley, mm-hmm. and we set the world record with Extreme 2 at 171.9 mm-hmm. in 2003 or 4. 2003, I think, or 4, one or the other. And that was going to be my fourth DB Drag world title ring. Uh-huh. And a gentleman there, Mark, I don't remember his last name. Uh, Beat you. Maybe an offer I couldn't refuse. Oh, is that oh. okay? So, th- oh. so tell us that story. <laughs> that that week, I kind of heard this story. Uh, I love for to hear it from you, your version of it. So, tell us about it. <laughs> we showed up there with setting the world record with 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 it, and this gentleman showed up with his own Extreme Two vehicle, and he had spent like fifty thousand dollars on this thing. He was like, he walked in the store like he was going to be setting world records, and when when he was three B three DB below me, at you know the one sixty eights. He was just like blown away and he really tried to friend me and ask me how I could get to that level. And I said, well, if you're gonna do extreme two, you're in the wrong class. And basically he said, well, what am I gonna do? Can I buy your truck? And wow. I said, well, I said, you know, I'm, I'm really not for sale, but I guess if, if you gave me enough money for it, I guess it's, I can build another one. And <laughs> he offered me a price I couldn't refuse. I just couldn't what- say no to it. What year was yeah. that? 
2004. 2004 World Finals, right? Mm. He won. He took Shaker and won. Was it 05? It was 05. Yeah, I'm, way, I'm looking he, at here. Still Valley, May 21st, 2005. Extreme One was the last time you competed. Yeah. So that's when he what bought it. What was the score there? You did a 170.9, but um, on April 1st, just before that, you did a 171.2 at um, Spring Break Nationals. Yeah. And mm. But the difference, too, also, were those meters were kind of janky. So you, your number was – you had an idea of what number you were going to do, but that doesn't yeah. mean that's the number you were going to do. Um, why don't you true. tell us about that part because you were telling me about that pre-show you were telling me about how part of the fun was showing up and not knowing what your number was so tell us yeah, about I mean, that today when you watch you guys build these things everyone with all the advanced meters you know to a 10 every time you're perfect when you're going to hit back when we yeah. were doing it we would show up for the show no one had a meter everyone just kind of had an idea how loud they thought it was and you showed <laughs> up with a disc or two discs and you put it in you competed when i first started we used audio controls in two sticks and the auto control back when I started only went to 136 dB. So anything above 136, it wouldn't even register. So we showed up at competitions where there were four or five of us that would max that meter on every burp. 136, 136 to the point where the judge, you guys, would choose the CD for us, put the CD in, and that's how we would compete. And it would eventually knock off the guys who were in that frequency range. Yeah. And then... Even even as far as going into the, the late 90s and 97, 98, mm -hmm. I mean, we would show up at the USAC finals. I asked the finals, we didn't know how loud we were. We had no clue. <laughs> no one had those meters to be able to put in your truck. Yep. You show up, you take a burp, you go back, you tune in again, you do another burp, and you hope it's louder. And yep. this 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 whole, you know, it was, it was always a shock because there were a lot of people <laughs> that were louder that never won because mm -hmm. they didn't know how to compete. Oh, that's right. Um, yeah. some, uh, Eric, uh, Eric Reed just posted in there. Linear X is when he started. Uh, as I was telling you, I actually bought a Linear X before the term lab. Um, I bought an RTA junior so I could use it for multiple things. But yeah, I mean, that was actually back then that was a full system. You didn't just buy a sensor. Well, they didn't have sensors. It was a stick mic. And yes. if something went wrong, you had to send it back to the factory to get repaired. And, oh man, it was a pain in the butt. They had Joe that uh, suitcase. Yeah, the, oh, the suitcase. That suitcase thing where you stuck yep. the mic in and then yep, it calibrated. Uh, calibrated it. Yeah, it calibrated oh. it, right? Yes. And but I bet you those things weren't cheap. <laughs> yes, but if you were like Shaker's van or something like that, you may mm -hmm. blow the diaphragm. And if oh. you blew the diaphragm, then you had to send the whole mic back to get repaired. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like I can just call up and say, hey, send me another mic. Um, yeah. You had to send it back, get repaired. So, I mean, that, that was part of the issue with uh, some of those old things back in the day. Uh, Eric's a good guy. Eric is probably one of the best photographers I ever met in my life. Used to take pictures of us driving around doing crazy stuff. So shout out <laughs> to Eric Reed. He's a great guy. All right. Ah, cool. Yeah. So, okay. So uh, Nick Semino, he says, uh, we love Shaker when he came up to Canada. So uh, that's where Steel yeah. Valley was right on the border, right? Yeah. But yeah. we went to Canada. We went to Canada several times to go up there and compete with those guys, with uh, Frankie and with Nick, and those guys are just fantastic guys. Mm -hmm. The Canadian crew was always fun. Yep. They took us to a place mm -hmm. called Whiskey a Go Go. Oh my God! <laughs> yeah. But uh, uh, yeah, it was uh, Canada was just a whole different place to go compete. Place mm -hmm. to have fun. They used to take us out, and Frank took us out on the on the town at the night, the nightlife, yep. and. Just a just a bunch of friends getting together. <laughs> it didn't matter what equipment you had, because that was what it was all about. You had kicker, you had. Uh, it wasn't a matter who's who what equipment you had. Right. You just wanted to show up and have fun together. I didn't yeah. give a shit what you had for equipment. I I just wanted to come get loud and then let's go party. Yep. So <laughs> so this is the 25th anniversary for DB Drag. We are going to have a unified finals again this year. Um, since 2007, we've had separate uh, world finals, East Coast, West Coast, to help cover, you know, it, it, it gives a better opportunity for people to get, you know, compete against each other. We do it over the Internet, um, but being face-to-face -face with your opponent is different than over the Internet. Not saying that over the Internet it ha is 
not the same as winning because the meters are so accurate now. It doesn't matter that you're in different places, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah. being all together, like I said, I'm trying to convince the California guys to go. Jeffrey's working on some of his uh, Texas guys to go to world finals. For them, it's not too bad. Uh, California right, guys, yeah. you're looking at three days each way, you know, but we're trying to figure out transports. Um, so uh, can you share with us part of, you know, the world finals experience that you had when it was just a unified world finals? Well, I mean, finals back in the day was just the ultimate get together for everybody whose passion was the same. Mm -hmm. And when you showed up at finals, you brought what you brought, you had what you had. And when you put the number up, there was no, that was it. There's not like, and so at the end of that day, you know, you would go amongst your, your, your peers and friends and you would truly celebrate that full year. And I just miss Nashville. Nashville, Tennessee was always the oh, great yeah. meeting place. Mm -hmm. um, the, the, the ambiance of, the, of the, the city and the town and to walk around the old school in Nashville with the barbecues and the bars and, and just even the hotel. The hotel bars were fantastic at the, mm -hmm. the Bridge Hotel and mm -hmm. just to, to, to meet your, the people, all the representatives, all my Rockman reps, the John Moores and, you know, um, all the reps from, from would be up there with their credit cards, buying everybody <laughs> drink. And, exactly, and, yeah. You know, all the guys from the car radio magazines taking pictures of everybody getting all fucked up and buying everybody drinks. And it was just the ultimate, like, gathering of people from all across the country getting together with the same passion and enjoying each other's company and it didn't matter what equipment you had there was so many faces that you just recognized and saw and it was just worth it all at that point the trip to nashville was the amazing thing and i would go back if they i don't know where they hold the 25th and but if they hold it in nashville again you'll probably see my family be there uh, well, we aren't doing it in Nashville. We are doing it in Marlboro or what was it? <laughs> Owensboro, Kentucky. Owens Owensboro, Kentucky. Oh, Owensboro, yeah, it's not too far. It's uh, right by, uh, I think, the water, too. It was kind of like uh, that one time we had finals at, um, wh where was it at, where we took a yeah, riverboat for the, oh, were you there for the comp uh, oh, so competitor party? Yeah, the boat yeah, we got the boat crew yeah. with the light up cup. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Was that in yeah, exactly. No, that wasn't in the no. That was um, Louisville. Louisville. Louisville? Okay. Yeah, it was Louisville, Kentucky. Yeah. Uh, that's the one where we uh, met. Um, huh? 99. No, no, no. They, we no. did Louisville. It was uh, like, oh. Five oh six oh four mm -hmm. something like that, and that's where we met Muhammad Ali down in the uh, down in the um, wow. lobby of the of the thing. And and I will tell you, uh, I think I've told this story before, uh, but I don't get. My wife is a big time fan of all these. Like um, uh, she goes to Sir down in L.A. Uh, to see all the people on these um, reality TV shows, and my wife's really big into the into like stars and stuff i i've met lots of stars just through some of the work you know i've done houses i built jerry uh jerry rice's house joe montana's house um did stuff for um john fogarty i did something for him so i mean i've met all these different people just in captain and tunil you know for you old old oh. people um so <laughs> you know so i've done really cool houses for some really well-known people and uh, it doesn't bother me at all. It, it's, it is what it is. But when I saw Muhammad Ali, uh, kind of li little fanboyed on her, on him, you know? Oh, no. <laughs> I did. I, I didn't. I, I was like, dude, it's him. Everybody's like, what are you talking about? No, no, no. It's him. It's him. They're like, dude, what are you talking about? I'm like, it's the gray one. It's the gray one. The gray walking right man. there. And then they turned around, and it was Muhammad Ali. Hell, people. I mean, he stood down there for over an hour with us. And finally, his wife like grabbed him. Is like, no, no, no. He's got to go to bed. Let's go, you know. Yeah. Um, but that no. So, uh, do you have any stories, uh, Shaker, from uh, from Nashville? You can tell us. Oh boy, Nashville. Well, yeah. other than you know, the the Nashville finals was the ultimate. Like I said, and the stories I can tell you from the from the the bar they used to call it the Bridge Bar, 
And like I said, we used to have many, many uh, gatherings of, of groups of people uh-huh. that would have conversations of uh, much uh, uh, illiteracy uh, and uh, a lot of uh, unimportancy. Um, but is Tyson Gavin still on? Uh, yes, he actually just posted. Uh, they oh, yeah. did the riverboat in 2000 also. So 2000, he said, that's yep, he said Louisville there. was 05 or 06. But they right. did a riverboat yeah. also in 2000. I think 2000 the year I was there. Yep. So, but Tyson, uh, while Tyson's on, uh, you know, Tyson's one of those incredibly smart individuals um, who was able to figure out what John Henry was doing back in the day mm-hmm. when he was wow. kind of tearing up that mic. And he was putting up the 80s and the high 80s back in early 2000s. And, and Tyson figured it out and was able to prove it at a USAC finals with his little Cadillac with a couple of tens in the back of it. And he was doing like a 182 dB with it. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> it was just so insane. And um, he was just a smart, smart guy who figured all that out. And to finish the story, he actually got Tim Maynor involved uh, with his truck. They applied the thing in Tim Maynard's truck to compete against John Henry, mm-hmm. and he beat him, but the number was like 189 dB or something. So they called, uh, Ralph Randall called Maynard out on it, and they showed everybody what they did. They accused Maynard of cheating, and they banned him from USAC for the rest of his life. Wow. Wow. Got a full-on ban. Um, yeah. But uh, they ended up going to the, to the Linear X that year. Uh-huh. And they put the Lady Rex in both those guys' trucks. Mm-hmm. And uh, Elma beat John Henry handily. Mm-hmm. Handily. Because that was the competition. Because mm-hmm. Gates wasn't playing the games with the microphone. They were playing real music. And got you. Henry was kicking her ass with, with you, know, you couldn't even hear the van play. But they, they figured out a way to trick the mic. And Tyson figured it out, too. So ask Tyson if he, he remembers. Oh, he remembers. He's posting all about it. He's telling the story by himself over here. He says uh, there was about 10 different ways I could have done uh, what even number uh, you wanted to see on the screen. So he could have he could have he could have manipulated those mics to do whatever he wanted. Yep. Yep. And that's exactly what Tim showed him. Okay. It's it's not the mics that they have now, of course. Right. Yeah. It was was a the. uh, The faulty ones, right? That we used well, to use. They so so they were scientific microphones, but they weren't designed for what we do. For SPL. Uh, for right. SPL, right? So they yeah. are scientific microphones to pick up um, minute and small um, noises, but not uh, 170 dB in a car, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So here here's one of the questions, uh, Tristan uh, out of Barbados. He asked, um, said, uh, Shaker, what event or show uh, do you have your best memory from? Spring Break Nationals. SBN, what year? Ah, SBN. Uh, I had the most amazing year in 98 um, when we set the Amateur World Record at DB Drive Finals um, with the 170, and John Moore treated us to a, a cabana on the ocean front, uh, my whole team. And we had the most amazing Daytona Beach spring break nationals that year. We we set records and we partied and we were on the beach. We had a private cookout. It was just just mind blowing. I just I can't even imagine having something like that again happen. But spring break nationals was just always one of those places to go. Drive you. I mean, we took Shaker on the beach <laughs> when she was drivable. With the eighteen fifties, I was driving down yeah. Daytona Beach. Down the A one A. Yep. Hey, Bobby Riley just popped in. Says, "Who's that Welcome guy?" Bobby Riley. <laughs> oh, we got the uh, Rockford guys in the uh, in the house here. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Having Riley. a reunion. Yeah. Well, the Rileys and I happen to be competitor of the year the same year. We we evenly matched the amount of points that Rockford had used on a point system, to be able to keep people. I think the year before, Greg Cobbs had won it. But mm. um, I think I was ripped off a point or two there, uh, <laughs> Mr. Riley. But anyways, uh, those guys oh. were. Was the, 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 I'll tell you what, the Riley brothers were probably two of the most amazing competitors that ever hit the SBL world. They set the world on fire with that van, and, uh, and uh, oh, yeah. just two great guys, just amazing people to be around, and truly just one of those, two of those guys that were, yep. you look forward to seeing at the finals. You look forward to seeing it at spring break, and just guys that were just, 
They were just huggable guys. Just <laughs> real guys. So, so as a matter of fact, Alan Riley, he is a uh, bowler like myself. And uh, I, was, I was talking to him um, on Wednesday. And yeah, he's, pretty good. Uh, he's, he's pretty damn good. Anyway, yeah, so him and I were talking on Wednesday, and uh, his league ends. I think tonight's his last night of league. And he doesn't bowl during the summer, so he'll have 15 weeks off. And he said he'd love to come on here uh, one of these uh, nights and uh, start talking some of the old school stuff. Let yeah, me know. Mitch, I'll, I'll, I'll climb in and give him all kinds of questions. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, he, he's got to be able to take it because I watch him on the bowling podcast. And, oh, boy, does he dish it out on the bowling podcast. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, so, the Rileys have been shy. Oh, yeah. No, no neither one of the Rileys. Have, have boys at all. Yep. Uh, Don Hibbig popped in now. He says, what's going on? Um, hey, Donnie. Uh, Nick Semino actually brought up that um, that 2001 uh, World Finals was the, the big fail for the old term lap. That was the stick mic mm -hmm. term lap. Stick but mics, yeah. so for anybody that doesn't know, that is what Wayne goes. There's got to be a better way to do this. And yeah. that's how come. We have the sensors that we do now in all these organizations is because Wayne saw the issue with the mics, stepped back and said, there's a better way to measure this and more accurate. And this and he spent I mean, he spent a lot of mental capital and, you know, physical capital on figuring out these mics. And like I said, Wayne's a smart dude. And, um, you know, the first set of mics that came out. Uh, a couple of the guys figured a way to spike those two, just like you were saying. Um, yep. So, you know, Wayne was kind of counterbalancing their spiking the meters. So, but anyway, like I said, the mics we have now are ac absolutely excellent. They're really cool. We could do some Actually, internet stuff. Actually, back to Nikki and those guys over in Canada because quite honestly, in 2001, yep. they hit the top of their game. They were like there. And oh, yeah. they, got, they got screwed over pretty bad with that mic situation for them. Yep. Um, and Nikki and uh, there was another team from Canada along with Frankie wasn't there yet, but there was another guy that he competed with. It was a, a green Nikki. What was his name? The other van. Anyways, um, <laughs> they were like really loud. The two of those vans or trucks and uh -huh. that Mike really screwed him over that year. And I felt bad for Nikki, but those another great guy, just an old school guy that showed up everywhere. And when you talk about SBL competition, you talk about Nikki Firmino. He was there. He, he said the Frank. Yeah. Oh, that was Nick Semino says Frank. Frank. Yeah, Frank Valenti. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, so. 20 hertz? Is he 20 hertz guys? Or? 20 hertz audio, yeah. Yeah, 20 hertz. That's, oh, there you go. They had like an orange van. I or no, It yeah. was a bunch of different colors, but yeah. yeah. A yeah. bunch of different colors, kind of <laughs> like the Noras van and the other ones. <laughs> another yeah. classic guy right there, boy. Oh, that's another Rockford guy, too. Yeah. Let's go Rockford guys. Yeah, he built Shaker once too. We took it to Indiana and let him build a version of it. it didn't do very well, but it wasn't his fault. <laughs> just had bad equipment at that year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I had a teammate there at World Finals in 2001, and we weren't paying attention. And one of those mics was super hot. And um, the guy that was in charge of watching the mics with our team uh, failed at his job. We got on the wrong mic, and we lost by 2 dB to a guy that we know. If we're on the same mic together, we got in by four or five dB, which at a 163 level, four or five dB is a huge number. I mean, he wasn't even he wasn't even tapping on 60 on the yeah. if we got on the same mic. So but on the great thing, uh, the great thing about it is um, Wayne did see the issue and created a new system of microphones. That is I mean, it's the right. gold standard nowadays. Yeah, that stuff can't even happen now. I mean, even if people wanted to, I mean. Yeah, no, he's definitely. Yeah, let's just make no. it clear. I mean, for people listening that, you know, about the tricking the oh, mics. Yeah. I, yeah, that's can't happen now. So People I mean, try. People yeah, still people try. try. <laughs> it's nice to see he's moving out and doing seminars again. And he's yeah. working with Gary Springay again. Gary's another guy. I don't know if you know Gary, but. No, I don't. One of the old school originators. He's the original Rockford, you know. The MEPX symmetry with with uh, just one of those guys that all the major developments with Rockford early days. Yeah, and uh, they're traveling around doing seminars now together. Yeah, mm, Nick, you're yeah. you're right. 
Azevedo did do that that year, that 172. Yeah. And uh, that's the one where my Azevedo was on the wrong mic. We should have had him on the other mic. He would have never even been close to a 70. He he had the uh, black rabbit, right? Was it was it a rabbit or? Um, you know what? I think he did have a rabbit, rabbit but he had a yeah. steel wall in it one time. And I mean, oh, he, okay. Azevedo constantly changed. He's out right. of the central California area. Yeah. You yeah. know, um, and, and I really like to start doing shows at his shop again, but hey, he hasn't called me. <laughs> so, um, but okay, so world finals, um, like you said, it wasn't really about the competition. You were absolutely there to win. Yeah. And um, and that was it. You were there to win, but. Ultimately, what you remember about the World Finals is what you did outside of the the competition. That's right, right? Yeah, because when you're in the room and you're competing on the mic, there were no friends. When you're just <laughs> that guy on the other side, there was dirty looks. But when the show was over and the trophy was given out, the camaraderie began. The, the real friendship, the yep. the respect for yeah. the, the industry, the respect for the the hard work, what no matter what you had, mm-hmm. and at that point, all the, the shit talking, you know what I mean, that can be backed up. And we still have the shit talking. Love to watch it online, the, the Hank Fax of the world and, the, you know, the watching him argue with uh, the guys from Brazil. It's always <laughs> fun watching Alan Dante and yeah. Hal Dorios. You know, Hal yep. is Hal Hal Dante. Just, Hal, yeah. He just set so another guy, record for this year that just now. So for now, I guess he was having some issues with his equipment. And yep. so just two guys, two innovators that, that – pushed Hal and, and R.P. Patel to step up and go after this, you know, to say, hey, we can do that here, too. It ain't just over in Brazil. So, <laughs> and I think you're going to see them really put a real number up this year. I think oh, they're yeah. going to go, holy fuck, what the hell happened here? Yes. But, yeah, they're going to be strong this year, I think, so. Oh, yeah. No, I, I've heard some uh, R.P.'s kind of shared with me some of this stuff going on, and um, definitely I think we'll see some big things. Uh, Alan, uh, or sorry, Bobby. I see Bobby on here. Um, are you going to go to world finals? He said, Bobby Riley said, uh, everybody needs to go to world finals this year. Going to be a great hangout. Um, I'm sure Nick is going to be there. Um, so I'm, I'm sure, like I said, Nick Cimino, I'm sure is going to be there. I'm going to be there. So it's always going to be a great time, but I'm a bored, I'm a boring married guy. So I just like to hang out and meet people and, uh, learn about, you know, where they're from. That's a, that's a big thing for me. So we may put it in my calendar, my pencil into my calendar for now. And, uh, we can take a trip up and, uh, you know, what was the weekend again? I don't remember. Oh, say Jeffrey, can you uh, help him out here again? Um, Tyson wants to know where, when is World Finals? What organizations uh, may be announced uh, on here for yeah. people to know? And yes, I, I do have internet <laughs> and can look it up, but I'm lazy. So it's going to be October first and second. It's a usual two day event. Uh, it's going to be in Owensboro, Kentucky. It's right by the river. Um, who knows? Maybe we should get Shaker on the uh, competitor party committee, and then we could, uh, you know, get it really uh, going. So, if yeah. anybody wants to volunteer and help us, at least uh, uh, plan out the competitor party. You know how it used to be in the back in the days. Hey, let's do it. Yeah, it's have fun again, right? Reach out to her and Wayne, and um, <laughs> they're not gonna ignore what you have to say. So. <laughs> Uh, I was promised there'd be some freebies too up there, so maybe we can get some of those cups again with the, that light that lit up on the bottom. I, and, I still uh, have mine. I almost went and grabbed it. Oh, dude, my mine I think ended up getting rusted on the bottom where the battery went, so I had to kind of <laughs> throw it out. But uh, yeah, so let's let's uh, get that going again. It was fun, fun times, definitely. Maybe you can find some of one of those T-shirt guns and get all your sponsors yeah. to T-shirts again and. Send out the old Rockman T-shirts and the Kicker T-shirts, and those are all fun to win. Those are always fun. Yeah, so, I mean, we always obviously have shirts. Uh, they sell them at the event uh, along with give them out to the paid competitors. Um, so if you guys are anywhere near or want to fly in, absolutely consider it. Come on down uh, October 1st and 2nd. First, yep. First and second. Yeah, and then the following weekend, I have to be in Vegas. Then the weekend after that is my daughter's wedding. 
Um, dude, I'll be flying all over because I'll be uh, I'll be in Dallas for my daughter's wedding, so I'll be hanging out near Jeffrey's house. Oh, actually, hey. we're staying at Jeffrey's house. He just doesn't know no. it yet. <laughs> you can take me bowling and uh, give me some pointers. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I um, my wife uh, my, or my daughter, she even said uh, for her, um, we're gonna do our whatever it's called the practice dinner or whatever they oh, call okay. that. Yeah. Um. So we're gonna do our pre-wedding practice dinner and then after that we're going to go bowling um oh i, I told yeah. my wife uh we're not doing anything sunday so i'm gonna have to talk to alan riley and uh see what tournaments nice. are down there in dallas and um <laughs> just may have to uh, uh see if i can hustle up some money there since the guys in california don't want to hustle up no money oh. against me anymore yeah so. let me know i'll be there i'll come <laughs> check it out you, you'll be my staker <laughs> be my backer out there uh, i don't know what that means but uh, uh sure <laughs> hey you like to gamble oh yeah that's all it is you just be gambling on me um, you'll be plus one that's right <laughs> um anyway yeah so so any other cool stories you have from world finals past and you know i mean obviously you're considering going now i'm just saying um no, I, we'll try and get know, alan I, and bobby both there you know yeah I just think about the old days and the you know the times when we set records and having fun being popular when it was really popular and mm -hmm. you know being the, the breaking the USAC record with Flash Dance back in '97 yep. on the B and K, then, yeah, on the BK yeah. yep. playing Flash Dance. Mm -hmm. And it's funny when 2002 came when the Extreme Force Shaker was doing 176 plus, um, we were doing 176 two, 176.3 with it. Um, but we broke the box and we didn't know it. So the very bottom hoof, bottom woofer of the box had pulled out. The screws had literally pulled away from it. Mm -hmm. So when the, the it, we didn't touch it because it didn't blow anything up. We were playing 176 dB with, with her, nothing. But at the last time we ran it, uh, we went in to look at the speaker in the back of it because we thought we smelled something. The speaker was literally pulled away from it. So when it was playing, it was banging against the box. So we, we put a piece of wood in there and reattached it again. And we hit it again, and we did 177.3 dB with it. Dang, so, went up a full dB by attaching it, huh? And then uh, we took that same BK meter that we used in 1997, 1998. Uh -huh. Mike Barfield had it, and we put in shaker, and it did 170.5 dB in the dash with the old BK. Okay. Wow. Um, Don Hebig said he wants you to talk a little bit about... I uh, wish I could pull that back up. Do you have that one, Jeffrey? Oh, yeah. It says, uh, Arthur, uh, talk about pulling a sub and turning it into a port and going WTF louder. <laughs> well, we we had to pull a port out of it. Uh, we, we, we were forced to change classes. Um, we were forced to go from uh, 12 plus to, um, to the the under 12 class and we took a woofer out of it and put a big port into it and put it in the very bottom of the thing and we couldn't believe it, it actually gained like 2 dB <laughs> um, we did it because there was the competition for DB drag finals there was someone who competed that was illegal they had built a DD van that had I think 12 DD 18s or 15s in it they hadn't competed with the vehicles so they had to just DQ it so when they DQ'd it, Tor did it, huh? Huh? Tor DQ'd it. Didn't he? the middle of it. No, no, no. Tor, the guy from uh, Scandinavia. Tor, yeah, the they judge. DQ'd it. Yeah, he's the one that DQ'd oh, it, right? Oh, okay. Well, so, they haven't competed with it. Well, Tor, yeah. Tor was notorious. He loved to DQ vehicles. He'd jump on them and right DQ <laughs> all the way across the yeah. windshield. But back then, you had to qualify with so many points with right. that vehicle to show up at the finals. You still so have you to. She competed with a little van, little Jeep, and then showed up with this monstrosity, and it beat oh, everybody. Oh, I think I remember who you're talking about. Yeah. It beat everybody. She beat everybody. And then they de her. Was so it was uh, Renee, Renee, Renee Foster. Oh, Renee, Renee Foster. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. She showed up with this big van. They cut yeah. the top of it up, made this big extension yep. on it, and you could stand on the port. You could actually get on the van and stand on the port. <laughs> it was huge. I think it had like a slope to it too, or something like that on the windshield. It was, but she uh, beat everybody there. Yeah. She was the loudest, but then they DQ'd her. So she blamed me because at that, that year she knocked, 
Well, she knocked me out of the finals. That was the one year I was having a bad year in 99 mm-hmm. or 2000, whatever it was. And Shaker, we tried to put 72 BD 1500s on 1215s, and we couldn't fit all the imps in there and all the batteries. We just underpowered. I couldn't power it all. So right. we were out of the show. We were in 11th. And then Oof. they dequeued her, and they put me back in the finals. I remember oh, being, wow. Maybe it was eighth. Maybe it was out of the show in ninth, and they put me back on the show in eighth. So they were all mad at me. So we showed up at the after finals. By then, by the way, I was using uh, Rockford punch woofers. Mm-hmm. You weren't team RFs? The, yep. They had just come up with the power woofer at the DB Drag finals that year. Okay. Ray Cobb's got the woofer. I didn't. <laughs> so I got the woofer for Iaska. So they took the woofers out of my truck, put the new woofer in. I took a, a speaker out because we didn't have room. At that point, I was able to double my power to them. Because mm-hmm. using the punch 15s, we could only use one 1100. When we ran the power, we were able to run bridge two to them. But I didn't enough room, have enough room in the back of the blazer. So we had to start taking woofers out of it. So we took woofers out of it and made ports into it. We gained two and a half dB. We went into Renee Foster's class in USAC and we beat her. So when so, you say you you made it in the port, so essentially it was like a was it like an aeroport or it, it, right? the box originally was sealed. Yeah, yeah. We, we took wow. one on the bottom and one on yeah. the top and put ports like big tubes in it. Yeah, tubes. And opened the box up to port it, and it gained two and a half dB. Little did you know that was that was that all you had to do to get louder. All that testing you were doing was worthless. Just take subs out. Yep, <laughs> two subs out. We gave two and a half dB. We ended up winning the uh, I asked the finals that year, beating her mm-hmm. and beating everybody else in that particular class. And yeah, that was a that was a crazy year. Renee Foster, her and John Henry almost got in a fist fight, or her husband. Yeah, I remember that. They were <laughs> no, really, it was. I think it was at the awards ceremony. I think yes. uh, the husband threw the DB drag jacket down or something yeah. like that, right? Yeah, John and Henry. John Henry and yeah. Yeah. Jonathan DeMuth was also involved in that. Because Jonathan, uh, I had to stand up with Jonathan because I thought Jonathan was going to get hit. So I went and grabbed somebody by the throat thinking they were going after Jonathan. Everyone was starting to fight in there. That whole, it was a real tiny brook yeah. for a little while there. But because John Henry accused them of cheating. And then it all blew up because we all know John Henry cheated. So then Renee, accused, we all, then Renee accused them of cheating. And next thing you know, they were trying to fist fight. There you go. Wow. All right. That's the drama, right? That's, That's the drama. drama there, boy. It, it wouldn't be a finals without drama. So, you yeah. know, for those of you. <laughs> There's always a girl walking down the hallway crying. Otherwise, oh, it ain't no. world finals. Well, <laughs> sorry to hear that. <laughs> See, that's the stuff you guys see at finals, and, you know, uh, you might see a, a little bit of it and, you know, not know the story. Well, you know, that's what these uh, memories are made of. You know, we get to oh, tell yeah. the stories of what happened behind the scenes. Yes. As long as there's no nasty strippers in the ball, right? Oh, no. <laughs> uh, I'm sure Jeffrey's wrong. got a few uh, stripper stories back about finals. Ones that I could probably remember or <laughs> care, <laughs> care to forget, but uh, that's right. Yeah, 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 you're married now, so the stripper stories are limited. <laughs> but, but what, what uh, Shaker was saying was, yeah, you know, the manufacturers are there with their credit yes. card, and you know, they'll take you out, and you know, we we might have hit a couple of strip clubs, uh, you know, oh, here and there, but uh, <laughs> that that's that's the fun part. That was the fun part of it too. Yeah. <laughs> Born Steakhouse and uh, uh, TTs. So, yeah. And I was CBS too. You know what? Uh, back when CES was really popular before all yep. COVID hit, when yeah. all the manufacturers got together with CBS, I mean, all the competitors, we all showed up for that too. That was another big show. I'll tell you what, what is it? Uh, CES, C- Consumer CES, Electronics. The electronics show in Vegas. Oh, oh, okay. You, I thought you said CBS. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love. I love CBS. Uh, that was Jeffrey's a big fan of CBS. That's the guy yeah. you want to go find. Yeah, they're they're out there too. They're and, out there deep. Yep. Yeah. And the big thing about <laughs> CES is you walk around, you find your other DB drag buddies, and you go. Yeah. So where's the party? 
Which which exactly. one are we going to? Are we going Rockford? Are we going MTX? Because I mean, you know Man. those are always two of the big ones, oh, right? Kicker, oh. kicker. Yes, kicker. Yeah. Big party. Kinetic would do their parties. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the kicker party was always the best. They yes. always had a live band. Oh yeah, yeah one year like I went. Yeah, one year concerts. I went. Um, uh, for the kicker, they had uh Kenny Wayne Shepherd, and yep. th- it might have only been three hundred people in the room. So, I mean, oh, you wow. literally had a almost a personal concert with Kenny Wayne Shepard. And, you know, I'm, I don't listen to his music or anything, but, I mean, there's an obvious talent with that dude. And uh, when you're that proximity and, you know, and, and in that kind of environment where there's only a couple, a handful of people there, man, you could really see the talent behind the guy, whether you like his music or not. I mean, and then afterwards, you know, they, they I mean, the parties were just, I mean, it, that's what it was. That's JBL's always got the best. Chris Dragon and JBL, they have holds by nothing. They don't care. They have the best <laughs> bands, the best everything. And let's Open be honest, bar. If you're familiar with CES, yep. it's also the same time as the Porn, porn convention. convention. That's right. <laughs> Jeff knows all about that. Come on, Jeff. Uh, I may have known about it. Uh, Naked women walking around <laughs> all over the place. That's yeah. why it was so popular. Like, yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't them going to see. Yes, it was the other the convention. Porn convention. <laughs> the bars where all the girls are hanging out. So I, I don't think I've ever told this story on there. So um, one year I'm at CES and uh, me and Brian Nyman are uh, getting ready to jump in this elevator. And uh, Ron Jeremy's jumps on with us, oh. right? Uh, so, so we're at the we're at the Palms. Obviously, we're there for the Rockford Fosgate booth. We're gonna go up and see um, mm-hmm. Steve Mead, and Ron Jeremy's jumps on. Dude, he's got like five women with him, right? Like, no, he's like, dude, you guys like the party? I'm like, ah. Nyman's like, hell yeah, I like the party. And I was like, ah, I'm a mar- I'm a boring married guy, right? Yeah. So, um, so anyway, Ron Jeremy's like, check this out. Here's my hotel suite. Here's a key card. You need this to get in. No I'll way. be there in a half hour. Come on up. And uh, I told Brian, I says, yeah, you know what, dude? I ain't doing that. You can go and do it, but I ain't, and I'm his ride, right? And he's, I'm like, you just give me a call when you're ready to come back. Oh, man, he was pissed off at me. But, yep, I turned down mm-hmm. a party with Ron Jeremy's and, you know, whatever women he had um, just because that ain't my, was, that ain't my it, way it was, to get down, right? It's probably for the best. Any, you weren't gonna do him any good after he did it. <laughs> I'm sure of that. Not on his level, anyway. No. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, yeah. So that was my uh, porn convention story, you know, at CES and uh, mm-hmm. Ron Jeremy's. We one time I did walk through the porn con- convention and um, good Just once, lord, right? <laughs> uh, I, oh, I've only been to it one time. And uh, if you had a CES badge, you didn't have to pay to get into the porn convention. Wow. Uh, and it was connected was at the way Sands. way back when. Yeah, yeah so it was connected the at the Sands. And mm-hmm. uh, so we walked through. Good Lord, dude, I've never seen that many dildos, not even at an adult <laughs> bookstore. I'm just saying. Holy crap, dude, they had them in every shape, size you can imagine. And um, But, I mean, that was but part you know of going to CES, right? Exactly. And, and the thing about um, that convention, oh, it's, it was the AVN convention, Adult right. Video News. Uh, you went to one, you basically went to all of them because they're he all did. basically kind of the same. So, you know, but uh, I think they, they don't, they're obviously they're not together anymore, CES and uh, AVN. So, oh, they are. But yeah, those those were the days. Those were the days. Yep. <laughs> Do you, were you back when, and you said, how long have you been doing this, Jeffrey? Do you, you remember when uh, Vanilla Ice came to USAC? No, no. I've, I've been uh, competing since 2000, but uh, I don't, yeah. When was that? 98 or 99. Oh, wow. Well, I mean, it was 2002. Okay. 2001, 2002. It was in Tennessee at USAC Finals. They they had Ah. Ice do a show. And he was there. We met him out backstage. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and then they had the Hawaiian Tropic uh, Bikini Contest one year at DB Drag Finals. Yeah, DB Drag Finals. Yeah. Yep, yep. So uh, one thing that did uh, was mentioned here, um, but uh, the DB Drag World Finals is a standalone event. It is not going to be right. USAC. It's not going to be IASCA, Mecca, Base Wars, whatever other organization. It is going to be DB Drag only. It is our 25th anniversary. Uh, we want to freaking show off with what we can do. 
Um, and um, we're there to have a great time. Yeah. So I guarantee yeah. uh, Wayne and Salise are pulling out the stops. So if you are going yeah. to come out, uh, definitely come out to World Finals. Uh, I can't express that enough. I'll be there. Jeffrey will be there. Yeah. Um, almost all the guests that we've had on here are going to be there. So I'm just saying, if you guys definitely. are make plans to be out there, yep. I think they got a couple, uh, maybe three uh, host hotels that are filling up fast. So you guys want to, you know, make plans to be there. Do it soon. Yeah, th there's Lucky <laughs> texting room. me again in the middle of the show. <laughs> um, uh, so you would fly into EVV, which is Evansville, Indiana. It's about a third, a 43 mile drive uh, from there to where the show is. So just so you guys know, that's that's where you're going to fly in. Um, only reason I know that is because I had to ask Salise that because I'm trying to book my flights right now to try and save some kind of money. Um, uh, just so you, you know, as you guys know, the way I view World Finals is it's uh, that's my franchise fee uh, to for DB Drag every year. Um, we don't pay as judges. We don't pay a franchise fee, but we do pay fees per event. And um, to maintain our 3X status, we are required to uh, help judge at World Finals. So um, I'll definitely be there. Jeffrey will be there. Jeremy Creamer will be there. Wyatt will be mm -hmm. there. Um, Chet will be there. Uh, probably, oh, well, Ray Choi, obviously. Uh, we'll also probably Andy, have, I think Andy said he'll be and, there, too. Okay, Andy. Andy we're probably yeah. going to have, uh, what's his name from Europe? Um, Yinis. Oh, you know who? Huh? Some of the old judges like uh, Sam Horn, Sammy Benton, Steve oh, Benton, uh, David, David McLean, David McLean, Sam Horn. <laughs> they all kind of retired. I keep trying to get Sam on here. Uh, he pokes in every once in a while. Um, yeah. Um, you know who told me was going to was um, uh, from Trinidad. Um, I forgot his name right oh, now. Darren. Darren. Darren said he was going to be up there at uh, finals. Okay. So. And he's from Trinidad. And, um, yeah. I not a hundred percent sure but i think the people from barbados uh tristan mm -hmm. and tiffany one of them was actually going to try and make world finals to kind of get an introduction into db drag oh, cool. and want to yeah. bring it to their area of the uh bahamas so that would be awesome if they do uh, totally awesome but uh anyway hey we're running up on our hour right now uh, really good. Um, Shaker, hope you had a great time with us. I had a ball. Listen, if those guys want to have the fun of the Bahamas, if they want to pay for me and my wife to do a cameo appearance <laughs> to fly yeah. over the Bahamas, I'd be happy to come over and bring my Rockford shirt and let them know what it's like. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, you want to hit them with the final question? I didn't prep them for it, but. Um, okay, Arthur. So, uh, well, Shaker, I should say, uh, there's a question that, uh, we asked, uh, all of our guests, but I almost feel like Shaker is a quintessential example. I of... think he is too. <laughs> so I, I almost feel like I, sh I, I don't have the qualifications to ask him the question, but, uh, Shaker. So, uh, tell the people who are listening, uh, what is your definition of a base head? A uh, base head is just someone who's dedicated to just being allowed. Uh, all the time when you're in your vehicle um, and when you're not in your vehicle you talk about it all the time it's yeah you eat live eat breathe and shit it's just something that you <laughs> you when you get depressed and you need to get in your car to make that feeling in your belly take the shit away from your head yeah it's just that that i still today i have a hundred low 150 db car and when i'm angry i get in my car and i go play pantera and i just let it rip and I just play it loud and proud, and it's just yeah. a bass head will always be a bass head. It's just, yeah. it's a release. It's a, therapy. It's a way of life. Bass head therapy. Bass head it's therapy. a way of life. Therapy. Yep. Yes. All right. I, are we going <laughs> to see you coming back into the lanes or doing anything like that, Mr. Shaker? Oh, you may see me in the finals, but, uh, you know, yeah. I, I got two amazing kids. You know, my wife's birthday is that weekend, <laughs> so if I, if, I, if I get to go with her for the weekend, if she'll allow me, that would be great. Um, but... Me personally, I, I just, until I can see more manufacturers getting involved again um, and supporting more competitors uh, from a street, from a from a off the street kind of guy, the Hank Vex, the, the RP Patels, the, the guys who are at that level, 
they don't need help, right? They, they, it's, it's, it's bringing it back to the kids who are looking in right now going, geez, that sounds really cool, but how do I get compete and do that without spending a million dollars? Yeah. So I think when, when that happens, when people start getting involved with helping these smaller kids get in and make noise again, then maybe I'll get involved again. If Rock for Falls Day calls me up and says that, we got a budget of 50 grand, you want to play? <laughs> then I'll call up Hollywood Jamie Park and say, hey, Jamie, you want to play again? And I'd make that decision then. But unless I got a sponsorship, I don't think I can spend the time and the money and the effort to build something that I had so much passion in to go compete the way I did. And when I have my passion to my family now. So um, I still love it. I still watch it every day. I'm still a base head. Mm -hmm. still love talking with guys like you guys and Tyson and Nick Romino and all my friends online. I could, I had a whole list of guys I'm going to read off to you, but um, they're all great guys. And it's just, uh, it's just fun to watch it. You guys will spend the money and make noise and I'll be in the background watching going, Go get them, guys. <laughs> Alan right. Dante, piss friggin' Hank Veckoff. I want to see him do a, a 186. So oh, Hank has to nice. do a 187. So that's what I want to see. That's good. All right, Jeffrey, what you got coming up, son? Um, we got a couple things. Um, I've been in talks with a lot of the SoCal uh, guys about uh, getting DB Drag um, up and running again. Um, hey, just, you know, send me the date. Uh, I'll be down. Um, talking to a couple of teams, Team Gorilla Hertz, they're wanting to do an event, I think, sometime late August. Um, trying to get with uh, another uh, uh, shop that uh, we used to do shows with. Um, gonna try to get one late June. Um, got that going. Um, I got uh, another DB drag at Crossfire Car Audio coming up uh, May 21st here. That's right. Um, win some yeah. more Rogers money. <laughs> Win some more Rogers money, right? Yeah. Exactly. He, he loves giving it away, I guess. So, <laughs> you know, you go there to uh, compete, uh, and then you might you might leave with a hundred bucks. So, <laughs> definitely. Go. All for right, sure. and for me, I will be also doing an event Saturday, May twenty first, uh, over by Hollister. So, you guys mm -hmm. want to come check it out? Be part participate. Come in. Uh, you know, it's gonna be the same show we always do. Have a good time. It's actually yeah. uh, Louis Electronics. Uh, it's going to be their first oh, okay. show back since like 2008 or 2007. Wow. So they're sponsoring the event and they're uh, asked me to come out and do an event. So we got Louis Electronics back on board. Also, cool. uh, for you guys, uh, Jeffrey and I have been uh, talking, discussing all this stuff. Uh, right down below me and right down below Jeffrey and right above Arthur there. Uh, we are going to offer those spots. We have a structured pay, uh, a pay structure for those uh, sponsorship spots. They could be teams, it could be an individual, it could be a manufacturer, it could be a stereo mm -hmm. shop. We don't care. Uh, we have put together a fee for doing that, and that will run through. Um, that those prices will stay what they are for season two as our viewership grows. So obviously, will the price on the sponsorship. But if you guys are interested, uh, check us out. You can hit it, see it in the links. Uh, but either email or instant message or text or whatever, uh, Jeffrey or myself, and we mm -hmm. can get that information to you. Um, so we can get that. And any money that's raised, we split it 50-50, 100%. Um, I actually put together a full business plan today. I'll have to talk to you about that some other on my way oh, to the okay. tonight. Um <laughs> So, uh, but other than that, uh, I really appreciate you guys for coming in. Uh, thank you, Arthur, Mr. Shaker, for coming in and spending yeah. a little time with us. Hope you had a good time. Yeah, nice uh, chat with you old guys. Yeah. Nice Nick Romino and Tyson and the Rileys. And I was hoping that Tony McKinney and uh, some of the other guys might stop in. But, hey, we had a great team. And I uh, just want to say thanks again. And uh, uh, you guys uh, keep pushing and uh, able to see at the finals. All yeah. right. Uh, any last words for you too, Jeffrey? Um, no, just, uh, you know, I think they just, they put out the uh, points requirements for DB drag finals, um, uh, a little while ago. Yep. Uh, not too many, uh, too many people are familiar with it yet. Um, but go check it out. Uh, um, you know, it, it could mean whether or not you're going to go to finals. So, um, it, I think they have the breakdowns on uh, points as well. And I think there's a special program uh, Wayne had put in there for a gas saver special. Yep, so, if you prepay uh, for World Finals. Exactly, yeah. yeah. 
So th there's going to be ways, you know, you can still make it to finals. So yep. I would, I would uh, suggest everyone check it out. <laughs> yep. That's what I have to say too. Um, if you aren't going to finals, I don't know why, please try and come. I mean, even if you just fly in, check it out and you're, you're not in the area, mm -hmm. come in and do that. Support the um, industry and the businesses that you enjoy. Right. So come mm -hmm. on out, have a good time. Uh, be part of our world finals, even if you're not a competitor, come out as a spectator. We appreciate you guys. Um, once again, a great show. Thank you for being a guest, Art. Uh, Jeffrey, yeah. once again, as always, a great co-host again. I mean, you know, <laughs> it's, it is, it's an upgrade from you. Lucky if he's still watching. Oh, no. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> well, he texted me in the middle of the show again, say, give, give me the LOL, what are you doing? You know, ah, okay. <laughs> so because uh, he did that a couple weeks in a row. Um, but anyway, <laughs> I got to go take some people's money bowling again tonight, hopefully. <laughs> and um, uh, we will, you know, we'll be back at this again next week. We'll talk to you guys next week, uh, Monday night at 5:30 p.m. Uh, California time. Once again, the only time that does matter. <laughs> and uh, we'll be back here, and we'll have a new guest. Uh, I'm not sure who it's going to be at this moment. Um, it may be Ricky Garcia, uh, another couple of things I need to talk to Jeff about, and we may pull in some other things. Um, one of the things Jeff and I have been talking about is we may spotlight a uh, team. So mm -hmm. Team Send It, Team Hurts Feelings, Team Low Hurts, whatever, uh, and maybe just spotlight the team captain and talk about their teams yeah. once a month. So we may even start that next week if uh, Jeffrey's down with that. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, hey, guys, thank you for tuning in. Remember, uh, tomorrow morning I'll get the, all this stuff published. You can uh, listen back on iHeartRadio, iTunes. Uh, what else do we Spotify. have? Spotify. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm on a bunch of platforms. If you use a platform <laughs> that uh, we don't, we aren't on, let me know, and I will do my best and make sure I can uh, get it uh, distributed to there. Uh, once again, thank you yeah. guys for tuning in, and we will see you next week on This Week in Car Audio. Whoa, whoa.